Welcome to the Story by Design show, hosted by yours truly, Becky Lloyd Pack. I'm here to use my storytelling superpowers for good and share with you everything I know about building an authentic, person-led brand that resonates with your people, aka those that actually want to buy from you, and makes it super easy for them to say, hell yes. On this podcast, I'm giving you my best advice, trainings, and reflections so you can grow your business by saying exactly what you mean and meaning exactly what you say. No more playing small, my friend. It's time to step up and tell the world about the change you're here to create. Ah, storytelling. One of my all-time favorite topics to get stuck into, and I'm excited to do exactly that in this episode. If you're planning to tell stories to your audience to turn them into super fans, then you're going to be doing this through content creation. So let's just quickly establish why you're going to be creating said content. And that is that the role of content creation in a business context is to turn a stranger into a raving fan, to turn a browser into a buyer and turn a passive viewer into an active member of your audience. And to do this, our content needs to meet our audience at every stage of their relationship with us and actively encourage them to progress to that next stage of the journey, whatever that looks like for you and your audience. So to do this, we need to make sure that we are telling the right story at the right time and for the right reasons. And these stories fall into three categories. We have brand culture stories, we have brand connection stories, and we have brand conversion stories. Now, this, of course, does loop nicely into the timeless marketing theory of building know, like, and trust with your audience, but I think it's really nice to also understand the types of stories that we can tell to do just this. So to begin with, let's talk about brand culture stories. Now, the definition of the word culture, according to Google, is the ideas, customs, and social behavior of a particular people or society. So establishing these for our brand is exactly what we want to do early on in the relationship with our audience so they can recognize that they are in the right place. Good brand culture stories can be about your values, the beliefs you have as a brand, the things that make your little corner of the internet different from others. Now remember, it's always better to come up with ways to show these things rather than just telling people them. And what I mean by this, instead of just sitting, listing off what your values are, instead, think of a story that demonstrates your values in action. So for example, one of my values is fun. Now, I'm not just going to sit there and say to everybody, hey, let's have fun together, okay? What I do instead, although, you know, I will say that... (laughs) What I tend to do instead is whenever and wherever possible, I make a point of ensuring the experience that people have with me is a joyful one. And I endeavor to infuse playfulness throughout my entire brand experience. So if you're thinking about this culture that you want to build, really do just think, how can I bring this into my business? And to be honest, this isn't just with content, right? This is also with your onboarding forms. This is when you actually deliver sessions to people or deliver your product. This is maybe a handwritten note or a welcome gift that expresses something about the culture that you want to be known for, that you are trying to establish with your brand and business. 
I'm going to do another episode, which is, you know, my best tips on actually telling stories. But for the moment, I am really just focusing on that top level of the types of stories that you want to create. And brand culture ones are some of the most fun to tell, to be honest, because you get to show off your values. You get to show off kind of what you stand for. And honestly, the more that you do this, the more you are loud about the kind of culture that you want to create the more you will actively repel people that don't fit in and lovingly invite those that do fit in in a way that just feels really, really natural. A little action step for you here could actually be to think about the brands or people that you follow online or whose content you create or even just like products and services that you buy that you really have a clear understanding of what their culture is and you're excited to be part of it. To give you another example, I am actually a massive nerd and it is something that I used to be a little shy about, if you like. I didn't think it was very cool. However, I now totally embrace that part of myself and I will buy clothes that represent some of the nerd fandoms that I am part of. So, for example, there is a show where I actually watch a bunch of voice actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons together. Uh, And If you know what that show is, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And that can actually create this sense of secret connection with other people. So if somebody else listening right now also watches that show, have a bunch of nerdy voice actors sitting around playing in Dungeons and Dragons, you probably feel a little bit more connected to me right now because we have this in joke or this in connection that only those that actually watch this show will know what I'm talking about. Now, of course, this can be exclusionary. And I give this example because this is just more of a personal thing to illustrate my point. However, your stories, when you're establishing this culture, you have to just also accept that some people might not be welcome there or, you know, might just not feel at home there. And that's okay because there are other cultures and other brands out there that will better serve them. I want you to really intentionally craft and embrace that culture that you are creating and just be loud about it in your own special way by telling stories that will have the people that get it nodding along going, yes, I know what you're talking about. That is me. We can be friends and have the people that don't really get it sort of going like, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure about that. Because to be honest, those people that aren't sure are much less likely to actually further their relationship with you and connect with you and take action with you as a brand. So it serves us better to really focus on the people that are our yes people than trying to please people that will never be yes people. Making sense? So an action question for you here is to really think about what is the culture that I want to create with my brand and how can I infuse this into my content and communication and what are the stories that I can tell to really establish this culture. Alrighty, next up we have brand connection stories. Now this is a little bit more obvious, but essentially it's about telling stories that facilitate connection. This can be things like sharing your origin story or sharing boundary vulnerability and ways in which you can build empathy with your audience. But just remember, you don't actually owe your audience your entire life story. If you're building a business, offering a product or service, you don't have to become like an influencer and share every single facet of what you do. It should never feel like you're giving away something when you're sharing. It should feel like exactly that, to be honest, like you're sharing 
Now, the wonderful Alice Benham put this beautifully when she said that if you're ever sharing something vulnerable, make sure it's a scar and not a wound. And honestly, I can't find a better way to put this myself. And I do highly recommend following Alice. Uh, that's Alice Benham um, as she talks all about marketing strategy and, and business mentorship. And she's just great. So I definitely recommend you go check her out. So to just give you an example here, and again, I'm just going to focus on my own stories because, hey, that's genuine, right? I could tell you about the time in September 2019. And I'd been a year in my business, sat on my bed, just absolutely sobbing. Feeling heartbroken, to be honest, because I was two weeks away from having to go and get a proper job. I'd done my finances and realized that I could make it work for two more weeks. And after that, I, I didn't know where my next paycheck was coming from. And in that moment, I just felt utterly defeated. But within me, there was something that was like, hold on, Becky, just keep going, have the faith and actually be okay. If you need to get a job, that is fine. It doesn't mean you're a failure, just hold. Flash forward to a week later, and I got a phone call. And that phone call was from somebody that I had had a meeting with months before and sent them my biggest proposal that I'd ever sent out. I was doing web design at the time, and they had completely ghosted me. And I was like, ah, oh, that was going to be my lifeline, but that disappeared. Oh, and it had just been this downhill period of quiet, no business, everybody being on holiday, that August slump, and I was just devastated. But that phone call was from that client saying, Becky, we've been super busy, but we're ready. Let's go. Come in for a meeting. How can I pay you? So for me, this is a brand connection story, right? Because you have likely had those times in your business too. Sure, the details will look different, but when you're running a business, once that initial naivety of like, I can do this wears off and you realize the enormity of what you have to learn, you become aware of, of actually how difficult it is. There is that moment of like, holy, can I do this? Can I carry on? Where is that paycheck going to come from? Am I resilient enough to face this? And when I tell you this story, you might think of your own stories and feel more connected to me. You can empathize with what I'm talking about because you've experienced it yourself. So an action question for you on these brand connection stories is to think about what stories you can tell to help facilitate that connection with your audience. Just to really point out here as well, the reason why that story would work for me is because I help other business owners. Whereas if I, for example, was helping, I don't know, people train their dogs. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that example. However, say I was a dog trainer telling that story when I thought I was going to give up. Well, actually, no, you could make it relevant. My brain's just filled in the dots. You could make it relevant, like don't give up with training your dog. So you can give things context. Um, I was trying to think of something that, that didn't make sense, but my storytelling brain can't help but like, but if you frame it this way, it will. However, I'm hoping you get the point that you really want to be aware of who your audience are and make sure you're telling a story that will be meaningful to furthering that relationship, that there is something from it that they can take to feel connected with you, that they can feel more seen and you can really facilitate that understanding between you and them. And finally, brand conversion stories. Now, just by the way, I hate the word conversion, but Hey, it began with a C, which is why I've gone with it. But maybe in the future, I'll rename what these are called. But you get it, right? A lot of the time, we really want to be able to actually turn that stranger into a paying 
customer. And these are often the stories that we actually shy away from telling, but honestly, they are so vital in taking that relationship a step further. Now, this might be you sharing customer success stories or transformation stories, stories where you demonstrate your knowledge and authority, and also those stories where you directly ask for the sale at the end. So again, for my own personal example, I could tell you stories of my clients that I've worked with that have gone to sell out offers because we created amazing messaging around what they did. I could tell you stories of people that before really struggled to create content and now are just on a constant roll of inspiration and have the reverse problem of actually getting it all out, having enough time in the day to actually get everything out that they want to share because they feel so inspired. I could tell you stories of my clients that before were a little bit like I don't really know what to be using Instagram for but now they're like I totally get it I see now I see how to actually make intentional content all of these for me demonstrate firstly that I know what I'm talking about because I have the evidence for it I could also tell stories maybe about my experience in the film industry about what it was like working on Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise about what it was like to do loads of work on another movie which I won't mention because I probably shouldn't only to have three months down the line it completely rejected by the director because it didn't match their vision and I had to start right back at the beginning but being able to learn from that experience and instead create a movie so fantastic that we were all incredibly proud of. I could tell you stories about my past educational experience, becoming a trained computer animator at university, taking an art foundation course to really understand how to visually communicate. All of these could be conversion stories for me to really show that I know what I'm talking about and that you can trust me. At the end of them, of course, I could then be like, hey, if you want to learn how to communicate, come work with me by doing XYZ. Well, in this case, currently, by joining the Brand Gristless with me, the 90-day experience next year. We don't want to necessarily be telling these stories all the time because it might just feel like we are blowing our own trumpet but honestly I find when you can approach it from this place of actually I'm just trying to tell you a story right now to make you aware of something and to really increase your awareness about maybe why I'm the right person to help you it can actually make that thought of selling a lot more palatable. So here your action question is to think about what are the stories that you can tell that will help your audience trust in your ability to help serve them more? What do they need to believe about you and how can you provide them with opportunities to work and buy from you? And that's it. That wraps up the three types of stories that I want you to think about. We have brand culture stories, brand connection stories, and brand conversion stories. I also actually recommend that you get into a habit of having a little place somewhere, whether that's a notes app on your phone, a journal, or whatever. Forming habits, it's easier to tag it under something that you're already doing. So if you do morning journaling, maybe you can reflect on the day before for a second. And just think, is there any stories there that you can tell that would either help establish the culture that you want online, that would help create connection between you and your audience, that would help establish your authority and ultimately help convert strangers into superfans and customers. I personally think paying attention to the kind of stories that you can tell here across these three different areas 
can help you start to get a little bit more intentional with your content creation. I also do have these as little tags that I use my content planning to make sure that I'm telling all three different types of stories. And I personally think this is one of the first ways you can start getting more intentional with your content creation by paying attention to this too and making sure you're being balanced across all three areas. Because when we panic post or just create content on the fly, we're likely going to end up defaulting to the type of story that we are most comfortable with neglecting the others but all three types of stories are vital in helping turn that stranger into a super fan now just remember as well it doesn't have to be complicated or even an elaborate story to be effective simple authenticity is way more powerful than any fancy storytelling techniques you think you might need so don't let anyone tell you otherwise even me right you are a natural born storyteller and when you actually set your brain to the task of how can I establish my values online how can I create connection with people how can I maybe tell something that demonstrates the knowledge that I have and why somebody can trust me promise you there are plenty of stories you will be able, you will be able to tell and just focus on getting them out there don't necessarily focus on perfecting them because that will come the more you practice. As human beings, we have been telling stories since our language first began to form. Our brains are naturally hardwired for it. You just need to get out of your own way enough to actually just relax into the process and tell that story however it comes out of you. That is it for today, my friends. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I'd love it if you could leave a review as well. And if you want to learn more about brand stories, telling stories, do keep tuned in to this episode. Make sure you're subscribed as well, because in the future, I am going to be doing an episode about some specific storytelling tips as well. You don't want to miss it. Until next time, my friends, go make some waves with the stories that you tell. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did and want to share it with the world, make sure you screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram so I can come and low-key stalk you and send you some love. To get notified on the next episode of the Story by Design show, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you choose to listen so you never miss a beat. Go get creative, my friends, take messy action and most importantly, don't forget to have fun with it.